What's up, water hockey fans? It's your boy, Sir Jeffrey Finkelton. I want to put you guys in on this pretty insane group, Canadian Hockey Enterprises. Uh, Canadian Hockey Enterprises reached out to us because they are some insanely great supporters of the Water Hockey Podcast. And you're probably asking, what is CHE? Yeah, there's a cool abbreviation. CHE is an incredible tournament for adults and children's with locations across North America, including Montreal, Nashville, Banff, Las Vegas, and 14 more cities. Sometimes they have post-game beers. It's for the adult games only. Uh, CHE Hockey is where average Joes get to feel like the pros. They have all-inclusive tournaments, including entry fees and hotel fees, so you can get set up and settled in wherever the tournaments are being played. They've got world-class youth hockey tournaments for boys and girls in Montreal, Quebec City, Ottawa, and Banff this season. So make sure to head over to chehockey.com. Again, chehockey.com. And check them out on Twitter and Instagram at che underscore hockey. Again, that's che underscore hockey. And as always, enjoy the show. Uh, first and foremost, before we jump into this, I want to give a huge shout out to Shag. That is the artist of the song that you guys have heard basically since the beginning of this podcast. He has a Spotify. He has a SoundCloud. He is a friend of mine. His artist name is Shag, S-H-A-G. Check him out because he does the whole lo-fi hip-hop and chill vibes. But with that being said, welcome back to another juicy, possibly the juiciest episode of Water Hockey brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Proudly supported by DraftKings. As always, use promo code THPN on the DraftKings app today to get in on all the action. And make sure to share Water Hockey with all of your friends, your family, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram when they are not all shut down. And LinkedIn, because LinkedIn always stays real. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening to this, it is Thursday, probably super early Thursday morning because we've been teasing this episode for a while now. But first, let's kick it over to the boys. Patrick, you had a nice relaxing weekend. You just uh, did a little celebrating. Tell us a little bit more about that. <laughs> we did do some celebrating. Steve and I went to Wimberley, Texas, which is down in the hill country. Exactly. About 25 minutes from San Marcos. Oh, okay. Had uh, our one-year wedding anniversary on Saturday. Oh, Yes. Snap, snaps all around. Stick, snaps all I have around. a mini stick, so mini stick taps. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> we uh, we took off Friday morning, had some stuff planned for Friday night, went to a really nice dinner on Saturday, did some zip lining. That was oh. super fun. And then uh, day. she was unfortunately not feeling very well Sunday. So we did not do much of anything, and then after uh, after taking a nap, we woke up, grabbed some food from the HEB, mm. which, God, I wish from it was the here. Heb. Mm. I well, wish we had you know HEB. what's happening, right? There's one actually being built in Plano right now, and oh, I believe Frisco. as we talk, Is and it Frisco. It's Plano, Frisco, and I've I've heard rumors that Forney is getting one as well. The Jackrabbit oh. Nation. 
Interesting. Forty. Yeah. It's like uh it's like all thirty seven people gonna go to H E B. Yeah, it's like the Dude. more country version of Rockwall. <laughs> yeah. No, it's mm. it's definitely oh. worse than Rockwall, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeehaw, yeah. I say. But yeah, so Steve was feeling unwell Sunday, and we were supposed to come back Monday morning, and uh, we kind of were homesick, actually, missing the girls, our dogs, we don't have kids. <laughs> For those listening that may disclosure, not know who disclosure, disclosure. Steve is, that's my wife. That's my wife. So my we wife, yeah. packed up about 1045 and we're in the car at 11 on the road back to Dallas. I just can't wait to get back on the road again. It was a great decision because ACL was this weekend, so we would have been in a uh, cluster yeah. fuck of traffic uh, Monday morning. Traffic, But I'm sure you got caught in traffic in the old town called Waco that grew too fast. We actually did not get, hit traffic wow. in Waco. That of is course, astonishing. It was, it was 1.30 in the morning. So, Ah, uh, yes. Okay, okay. I thought you meant 10.45 in the morn. I didn't no, know we, we got into Dallas about 2.30 a.m. Monday morning. Ooh, I bet that was a solid little sleep after that. Yeah. 2.30 in the a.m. Oof. That oh, yeah. A, that's a bold move. I think that's a, that's a strategic move. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news today, but uh, it looks like we're getting the, the matchup of the century, a little 12-hole action between Brooks Kepka and Bryson and- DuChambeau. I don't know. How I'm you down feel for about that. that. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm 12, excited. Wait, how many holes? Twelve. Yeah. It's at the. It's at the win in Las Vegas. So it'll be interesting. Uh, it's the day after Thanksgiving. They'll probably be stuffed with tryptophan from all the turkey and whatnot. Um, that's why they're only going to do twelve. Yeah, that's fair. Or maybe they have some plans afterwards because apparently you know a they're buddy buddy and they're they're hugging and they have shirts together and it's all a ruse. Man, I I'll be in Vegas in December and my buddy wanted to find a golf course to play that win go to the win no we're not because it is hella expensive oh really it's it's, you can't even afford the e it's just expensive it's like 250 300 per round per person fuck that and you gotta walk that's not well i guess they're they're getting a deal on it i guess they're only playing i doubt they're paying for it at all (laughs) yeah i doubt it's only 150 around instead of two (laughs) yeah you know it's funny because (laughs) pay by uh, the hole it's almost as if you could get the entire golf course brought to you for less than that with our friends over at the range. Patrick, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, you can do a lot more than 12 holes for that price That's with the range. They'll come to you. They're the mobile golf simulation setup company of your dreams. 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 I don't believe the Win golf course is on their list of courses, but they do have over 100 that you can choose from. Dallas National. Oh. Um, I do this every time, man. I know the list, but I can't remember what they are. So, stage fright. It's an ever growing it, list. Performance too. anxiety. It's only the 44th time I've done this, so. Yeah, it's the, but it's you know, ever It never list. gets easier. They're getting they're getting more expansive and we're just trying to keep up because the guys at the range are just absolutely crushing it right now. They are crushing it. And let me tell you, if you want to get a full comprehensive list of courses, rates, booking faqs what kind of clubs they got hint it's not taylor swift's mm-hmm. you can go to therangegolf.com and for just more uh light-hearted golf content check out the range underscore golf on instagram t box tuesdays 
They do flyovers of their virtual courses, one of the hundred plus that you can choose from. And it's a lot of fun. So check them out, therangegolf.com, at therange underscore golf on Instagram, and let them bring the range to you. Ooh, solid. That was solid. Just crispy Thank you. from like a, like a crispy cookie after it just got baked, which probably wouldn't be good because that means it would be burned. Uh, that being said, <laughs> uh, Jason just told us before this that it was National Night Out. Um, you're listening to this on Thursday, October 7th, but the first Tuesday of October is known as National Night Out Day. <laughs> but it's going to be National Night Out at the Stars game for us three tonight. I'm speaking as if it's Thursday, Thursday now, night. October 7th, against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, we all three will be in attendance. Uh, and that's my segue Indeed. to kick it over to Jason. Hell yeah. Hey, <laughs> I had one quick note about the intro about oh. our boy Shag. So my buddy Steven posted this link that shows basically it breaks down your Spotify history. Yeah. And uh, guess who's coming in at number 12 all time played on Jason Spotify. Oh, he's a Shag fan, huh? Wow, you're a big Shag fan. Yeah, no shit. It's like above <laughs> Zeppelin. And I Whoa. look, I don't get it because it's above Tool, Mighty Mighty Boss Tone, Chevelle, No Doubt, The Weeknd, Run the Jewels, Post Malone, Newfound Glory, Big D and the Kids Table, Daft Punk. <laughs> I know Steven Ray Vaughn, Chance I, the Rapper. You're running the gambit. Because you can listen to Shag's music after a busy day at work. You can listen or to his music busy during day at work. work. Yeah. You can listening to it like if you're just cleaning your apartment or your home, you need some nice little tunes in the background to just kind of carry you along your way. He is the wind beneath your wings known as your ears. Speaking of other bands there, I was thinking Wings. Uh, the Eagles are also on this list. Uh, but above Shag, uh, Lesson Jake, Billy Joel, Deftones, Ooh, Kanye, okay. Primus, Beastie Boys, and Blink. Okay. Well, so, we all cool, knew Blink cool. was going to be. Yeah, obviously. It's number one. Also, I don't think we <laughs> shouted fuck? this out on our last episode, but um, th- we're all fans of Blink-182. Uh, Mark Hoppus is officially cancer-free, and I think that deserves stick taps and snaps all oh, yes. around because we, we, we love Mark Hoppus. We love to see it because, uh, obviously, cancer is a bitch. Uh, there will be the... Uh, cancer awareness with the NHL coming up in this season, but yeah, obviously Mark Hoppus is a huge fan. Listens to all. I like of our to think podcasts. that my, I like to think that my tattoo did it. Like yeah, it was I think it him. has the power. Uh, like Patrick got is. one, you got one. Now yeah. I have to get a Blink One Eighty Two tattoo. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll just get like the pants and jacket from the Take Off Your Pants and Jacket cover. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. That, I think I'm, that would be. A I'm contemplating that. That's, That's pretty solid. One. But uh, I got yeah. a whole like a uh, tattoo folder on my phone right now. Love full that. of blink tattoos and uh others that i'm looking at <laughs> but uh jason how was your weekend uh I, we we like we said national night out was tonight you've been busy grinding away as the parks and rec phenom known around the world uh, oh, yeah, so what know. was the weekend like dude the weekend was great hung out with the family a little bit uh we got my brother-in-law out on the ice i know last we talked we i was a little late because we were getting them skates yep the update we up that's to, great uh, play it again and got them some new skates there for like 50 bucks or so um, dude it was and also patrick uh, well we, we we talked about this last episode too where the star centers do uh free basically like learn to skates mm-hmm. uh, was so that? The, the deal is yeah oh dude it's pretty cool very cool uh so he basically gets all the gear for free to do the learn to skate mm-hmm. 
And at the end of it, if you want to continue, you pay like 200 bucks or something like that. You basically buy the gear from the stars for like 200 bucks. That Just out the door. Yeah. And and uh, so they provide everything except for the stick and skates. Otherwise, you can get rental skates and fuck that noise. You don't want mm-hmm. the rental skates. Whatever you do when you get on the ice, make the skates your own. Go try them on. Go get you a pair that fits. It doesn't have to be a good pair. Just a cheap pair for now until you find out what you like. Uh, but, you know, we did what we did. Had to work a little bit Saturday morning. Uh, right. The grind never that, stops. Oh, no. Sorry. Saturday uh, afternoon. Had to work another event. Diversity day. You know, but I had to secure One the One of the best you know? episodes of The Office, too. Yep. <laughs> Diversity day. <laughs> Dude, that is a great episode. But yeah, One man. One of the best. Got to do what you got to do to secure that bag. I respect it. I respect it. Speaking of securing the bag, I'd be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to ask you about the amazing people over at Conway and Banks. Please tell me a little bit more about them and what they offer to hockey players around the world. If you're uh, looking to replace that old moldy hockey bag of yours with a busted zipper, go check out the link in our bio. Link in bio. That will take you to ConwayandBanks.com. They make premium quality bags that are built to last. They include removable organizers to keep all your gear straight and uniform. Uh, if you're like my other buddy, AJ, who's a pylon, who keeps a checklist of everything that he brought to the game, and he Respect. puts it back in that order. Uh, counts jerseys and everything, man. It's wild. Uh, anyways, keeps it uh, all dry, and uh, they use all those nice waterproof materials with the giant vents on the side. Uh, my personal favorite feature is the built-in foot mat that keeps my feet dry from those nasty locker room floors. They do come in three sizes and colors, and you'll be sure to find one that you love. Get 15% off using code WHATAHOCKEY15 and get your gear to the rink in style. Style, 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 style. Well, I won't keep it uh, too long. We've got a gigantic interview. You've seen the teaser about it. We've got AJ Galante of the Netflix documentary Untold Crime and Penalties, where he was essentially given a hockey team at the age 17 after injury or getting an injury during a hockey game and not being able to play the sport anymore. If you haven't watched the documentary, there is a lot more to that story, but make sure to go check it out on Netflix. I do want to give a couple of shout outs today. One to the Little Pylons. First one of the season. 6-2 over the Knights, team win all around, great effort. Justin loves when I mention them on the podcast. So here we are again on arguably the biggest show, and I'm just pumping the tire, the tires for little LPs. Uh, so absolutely phenomenal job, job by the boys. Um, and a huge uh, congrats to the winner of the Stubby's Tape Case of Tape competition, um, Eric Govia. Uh, who I have been in contact with, and we are getting his tape sent out to him. I was told by uh, one of our friends from the show that it's going to be used for, uh, he's a billet parent, apparently. So it's going to go to the billets uh, that he's supporting right now, which I think is Good for an him. awesome cause. Yeah, yeah, I think that was really cool. cool. I was really, really happy to hear that. Uh, so Eric, thank you for entering. Thank you guys for following Stubbies. Uh, before we get over to the show, though, I do have to tell you guys a couple of things. One, first and foremost, Jason's wearing the new boot goof in Texas hockey apparel shirt right now. I've been talking to Garrett all week long, uh, and he has got some stuff coming out in the woodworks that are about to squeeze through and go on the website. So check out TexasHockeyApparel.com. They've got a new crew neck sweatshirt that they've got coming out with. The uh, 80 shirts are still flowing. The slides, I think he has a couple of pairs left. So uh, make sure to get over to texashockeyapparel.com. Check out all of their socials. 
Uh, and a huge shout out to Sauce Toss. These guys have been absolutely phenomenal to us since they hopped on and started joining the water hockey movement that we've got going on down here. Uh, we have got the code water hockey still set up with them to get a discount on your order. I think it what was it, 10 percent, 15 percent. It's been it's been a day, boys. So make sure to head over to. Uh, saucetoss.com check them out on all social media uh, use the code water hockey to get that discount um, last but certainly not least thank you everyone who's been reaching out since we posted the aj teaser you guys have shown us nothing but love and said how excited you are to hear this episode so i will not keep you around for much longer uh, thank you guys for tuning in enjoy the interview and we cannot wait to hear your feedback all right, so if you listen to Water Hockey, it's almost a guarantee without a doubt that you've heard us talk about our next guest or seen his face in what I call the strongest hairline that has not moved since the, the sun came up. Uh, on, on countless podcasts, news articles, blog posts, I saw him on Forbes today and major news uh, sports and news networks across the country. Uh, he was the main focus of the Netflix documentary, Untold Crime and Penalties, in which he was gifted a professional hockey franchise from his father at the young age of 17. Uh, we won't go into too much detail other than that because we want you to watch the documentary if you have not. And his team was called the Danbury Trashers, easily one of the sickest looks of all time from top to bottom and now available for pre-order for a short time with Fibero Hockey from a couple of the guys that were actually on the team and AJ himself. I just spoiled it for you. Uh, we have the one, the only, uh, AJ Galante. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, I mean, it's it's our pleasure. Like we were just chatting about before we started recording. Yeah. This is all kind of surreal. First and foremost, like, thank you so much for taking the time. We've been working uh, in it, like with you for a hot minute now. So for you to make make the time for us is an absolute pleasure on on all of our parts. Uh, you've kind of been thrust into a whirlwind of of media. Uh, basically the day the documentary was released. Uh, how have you kind of handled this? Like you said you were extremely humbled by everything, but how have you been handling like the, the fame that's basically come your way out of nowhere? You know, I don't know. I don't, I just, you know, it's one of those things where I just, you know, I've been trying to just ride the wave, you know, take it one day at a time. And, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, just surreal to me, you know, I, I mean, when this thing, you know, obviously, I mean, they filmed this doc like two years ago. So I, obviously we knew it was coming out. I just didn't really anticipate. I think it's literally a month to today where technically like 30 days since it's been out. The fact that people are still talking wow. about it mm -hmm. is, is insane. It, it feels like it just came out, but it also feels like it's been like out a year. It's only been like a month. So it's right. been, um, it's awesome, man. I mean, I, I'm just trying to, you know, you know, how I used to play hockey, I'm trying to grind it out, keep pushing it. And, uh, right. you know, just, uh, you know, I appreciate, you know, the opportunity to talk to, you know, whoever's interested. We are definitely interested. Yeah, we we the, the moment this documentary came out, I think I was the first one to really catch a whiff of like how insane the one the story was and how just entertaining the whole thing was. And the fact that which we'll get to in a little bit, how close and tight knit the hockey community is. Then, then Patrick was right on board after, and or Jason rounded it out, I think. But we mm -hmm. were like, we got to get this guy from day one. We were like, this is the one. <laughs> this is the one interview that we've been looking forward to for the longest time. But uh, before we dive into the hockey aspect of it, let's chat a little bit of boxing because that's your that's your passion as it stands right now. You run Champs Boxing Gym up in Danbury. That was the venture you sought out after all. You know, all was said and done with the Trashers. How has or has the gym popped off since the documentary has come out? You know, 
this has always been like, you know, when kids go back to school is always like when things start to get really busy again for us. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really been like a combination of the documentary coming out or, um, you know, just that time of year again. But there has been an influx of people coming in. To be honest with you, where I see a lot with my gym is if you watch at the end of the doc with the credits, uh, a buddy of mine does the graffiti of the Trasher logo. Yes. It's actually on the back mm-hmm. of the gym. So okay. I've had people okay. almost daily come taking like selfies with it. Um, just like random people I've never seen before, like coming to the gym, you know, trying to like see the gym, come meet, whether it's myself or anyone in the gym, some of the fighters. But a lot of kids have been coming to like take pictures with the logo, which is kind of cool. And uh, no, nah, it's... um. It's funny because a lot of the kids that are just like regulars at my gym who I've known, you know, for years now, like some of them weren't even born when the trashers were around. So it's like when this thing came out, they didn't like know that, you know, they didn't know me from then. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's funny. They like whenever they've watched it, they kind of like freaked out, like seeing me at 17 to like how I am now. And it's like. (laughs) The, the kids are like a lot of them are like trying to get into hockey now like they're all like into it so um you know my stepbrother actually donated like a little street hockey net so we we got like a net outside the gym and you know that's how I started on the street so you know right. trying to get some of these kids involved with hockey that would have never even thought about you know picking up a stick really that's hilarious because you th- you hear about everyone putting like a basketball net goal behind their yeah behind their gym yeah. behind their house <laughs> and now it's now it's turning into hockey nets again. I love that. Yeah. So just in the realm of boxing in general, wanted to before we dive into hockey, wanted to see how do you feel about the recent state of boxing with the quote unquote influencer movement. We don't have to name any names if you don't want to because yeah, they, they get enough recognition as it their is. Their names are already <laughs> out there, but yeah. It, it almost feels like a bit, even though they are training, but just wanted to get your thoughts on the state of boxing in general. Well, I tell you, man, you know, I, I people ask this all the time. And I got to say that to answer the first question, I've seen more influx in kids coming to the gym since Jake Paul started boxing. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I've had more people try to sign up because he started boxing. Um you know what, man? I'll be honest with you. I've only been involved with boxing a little over 10 years. I'm not like a boxing purist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Boxing does it to itself. Like, you know, boxing, look, tomorrow, if any three of you wanted to go pro tomorrow, I could get you a boxing license in a day. I could get you a fight in North Carolina for about two grand, and you're a professional boxer. I can't wake up tomorrow and decide to play for the Cowboys. You know what I'm trying to say? Right. right. So <laughs> boxing, which I wouldn't want to play for the Cowboys, no offense. But no, uh, no, it's okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Vegas guy. Raiders, let's go. But uh, no, listen. <laughs> listen, boxing does it to itself. I mean, um, you know what? It's one of those things where it's business. And it's the only sport where it's business first, then it's the sport where everything else, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, professional sports is business, but the NHL is hockey first. The goal is to win the cup. You know what I mean? Right. You know, I've seen teams win the cup and they're not the best with attendance. You know what I mean? So it's like boxing does it to himself. You know, it does it to itself. And um, you know what? Like it or don't like it. It's one of those things where... Um, you know, even with the trashers, sometimes no publicity is bad publicity. You know what I mean? Like no, you know, good right. or bad publicity, it's still publicity. So I don't know. I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with it. 
you know, I'm in the trenches every day with these guys in the gym. So it's hard for me to see a kid who's got 12 pro fights, grinding, works a full-time job in a warehouse and then boxes at night and he can't make five grand in a fight. And then you got a YouTube guy coming in making millions. It Sometimes that's hard to stomach, but at the same time, it's business. And um, it, it's the sad reality of, of the sport. And uh, the, the sport does it to itself. I mean, you allow everyone to fight if you want, you know, and um, it's just sometimes you reap what you sow. Yeah, to me, it's the sport. It's funny you say that because we always kind of try to remind people that at the end of the day, sports are a business. But like you're saying, with boxing at the beginning of the day, it's a business. And then it's you can't listen. I get kids every single week that want me to either manage them or advise them or this, that. And I tell them, dude, if you can't sell 50 tickets in a day to family, you'll never get on a card. Because the majority of these kids or guys or girls that want to fight, they're not Olympians. They're not the mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweathers. They're not the Jake Pauls with a million subscribers, right? So promoters are only going to put you on if you can make them money. I mean, and, and people get mad about the promoters, but if they're not making money, what's the point? I mean, um, you could have the best personality in the world. If, if they're going to lose money on every single fight they put on with you, they're just not going to put you on the show. And um, that's what's crazy about boxing is, you know, in every other sport I've learned, for the most part, there's are, there are exceptions. But in every other sport, like if you played hockey, right, in the UHL, our league, mm-hmm. if you're really good, someone's going to find you at some point. Someone will find you. Boxing, dude, I can take you to gyms in Philadelphia. Like they don't even have ropes in their rings. They're, they're bad conditions. These are some of the best boxers you'd ever see. But they're never going to get the chance because either it's connections or that it, it's 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 unreal. The, the the sport of boxing is totally like insanity. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, because a lot of like I'll speak for myself. You know, with the Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a boxing guy. Yeah, it's not as big. I don't know if it's as big down here in the South as it is in the North or the Midwest or anywhere up in that area of the U.S. But everyone I knew was tuned in, including yeah. Me. And Conor McGregor, I mean, boxing is the epitome of get, you know, secure the bag. That's really what it's about. To me, it's like one, to to me, boxing is like one step above professional wrestling, honestly. Yeah. Actually, the professional wrestlers probably deserve to get paid a little more than some of these boxers because they perform like all week, every week, you know? So, I mean, um, right. Boxing's crazy, man. And and really, um, you have to have a balance, you have to be able to be marketable. But also, it's just crazy. Trying to figure it out is insane. And like anything else, you've got to catch lightning in a bottle, too. Facts. And that's kind of what's going on with you and the, the trashers right now. I mean, lightning in a bottle like we're seeing. So, um, But it's it's obvious that you are dedicated to the world of boxing, the sport of boxing, the business of boxing. But I'd be remiss if I didn't ask here on the podcast, because I know you've been asked millions of times, and so has your dad. Could we? Could you see yourself back in the sport of hockey in some type of capacity? And with your partnership with Vibero, it looks like the jerseys have just been absolutely lights out. Like you had to extend the pre-order. You guys are doing the players now. Like these jerseys are beautiful. By the way, if you have not seen them, go check them out. It's like NASCAR made out with a hockey jersey, and then this was the baby that was like born out of it, and it's absolutely <laughs> glorious. Yeah, man. I mean, to answer your question, I mean, it's it's so weird. Every podcast I've done, they always ask me, like, 
you know, after 2006, did like anyone try to approach you to like, you know, work with a team or something? And the answer is no. Um, and I don't know. I mean, look, I've learned in life, you know, like you said, a year ago, I would have never thought, you know, we'd be in a position right now that we're in. So, you know, you don't say no, you, you never know in life where things are going to go. But mm-hmm. I don't I honestly don't know. I mean, honestly, like like everything else, man, we just wing things, you know, we, we wing it. So, you know, if something comes across, you never know, but, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I really don't know if, if I could ever get involved again, but stranger stuff has been happening. Believe me. Yeah, I bet. Now, now, so I, I do want to kind of partner with this question when I mean return to hockey, I, obviously the, the whole reason that you were gifted this team by your dad was because you know, you suffered an injury uh, and you were no longer able to play hockey, which was a passion and a love of yours at the time and, and obviously still was after. What if someone called you and said, hey, it's a non-hitting charity game. Will you lace the skates back up? Will you come back out, put that Galante jersey on and take a couple of rips at the net? Hey, listen, you know what? This is a, a fact. I haven't. This is no joke. I probably haven't ice skated in. 15 years seriously and but you know why not you know i mean like to me it's funny that people want to talk to me you know what i mean like it's funny that people (laughs) like i mean look if if it's for something good or whatever why not you know what i mean i mean you you never know i I don't care i mean uh you know i'll I'll go out and do it why not but uh no it's uh (laughs) i will say this though i i have you know through this whole netflix thing this whole process like I really kind of found my love for hockey again in a way. And um, just the hockey community in general, you know, I, you know, you forget just how passionate it is and how much they appreciate. And that's kind of what drew me to hockey to begin with. So, you know what, if, if it's, if it's helpful for the hockey community, man, if, if right now, you know, people want to see me for whatever the reason, you know, I'm down to, you know, if, if I'm down for the cause, why not? Yeah, it's funny that you say that because that was kind of feeding into my next yeah. question about the hockey community and being welcomed back in. And because this is, we're not a big community. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, and this is admittingly saying this as a hockey fan, hockey beer league player, it's the smallest of the major four sports in North America. Mm-hmm. It's plain and simple, uh, which is a shame because once you get in the community, you realize how much more of a family it is more than anything else. Mm-hmm. It's a family. But yeah, no, I was curious because, you know, you see all these celebrities getting put out there for these celebrity, ma- you know, games and, and things like that. And I'm like, man, if if he put that Galante jersey back on with the Trashers logo on the front, did a couple of laps and maybe one wrist shot here and it hits the post, I could see Madison Square Garden losing their mind, <laughs> just absolutely losing it. Oh, um, you never know. But it's it's been fun. Like, it's been honestly, it, it's. The hockey community doesn't really get a lot of shine. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think this is why you were saying lightning in a bottle, because you have movies like Goon and, and, you know, Mystery Alaska, Mighty Ducks, and which was the inspiration for you to really get into hockey. But this generation at this time, this is our Mighty Ducks, to, so to speak. Like you said, you <laughs> have kids coming in. Hear, that's crazy right? to hear that. That's insane. <laughs> it is, but, it is, but you, if you think about it, you have kids coming into the gym or at the gym saying, Yo, I kind of want to try this sport out. Like the, yeah. You, yeah. watching you do it makes me want to want to play. So, how does that feel knowing like you were just saying like you're just now getting back into the community knowing that this documentary, which by the way, it's funny that we're talking about it in this light because obviously the things that happened around it may not have been the the brightest of of reasons to spotlight it, but here we are 
you know, 30 days removed from it coming out. And people were like, this is the greatest thing that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> uh, so how does it feel like knowing that you have that kind of that kind of inspiration going out towards kids or teenagers that might be seeing hockey for the first time? Yeah, it's awesome. Listen, you know, like I said, I mean, where I where I'm from, it wasn't a hockey hotbed, you know, in the early 90s when I watched Mighty Ducks, you know, for the mm -hmm. first time. We didn't even have an ice arena in Danbury at the time, right? So, you know, it's cool, man. I mean, you know, I part of the reason I liked hockey too was to me, like you said, of the four major sports in America, especially, it's it's probably number four. So I I've always I always dug the underdog Easy. mentality. So to me, like mm -hmm. hockey is that underdog. And what and and you hit it on the head. I mean, where I come from, it's baseball, basketball, football than hockey, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, it, it, it's cool because I like to be involved with underdogs, right? So I like right. to, it's kind of the reason why I got involved with Verbero. Like I had other options mm -hmm. to do things with other Jersey companies, but I'm like, they're already established like big. Like, let me see what I can do for a brand that's kind of middle of the row. Let's try mm -hmm. to, let's try to build them up because, you know, why, why be part of history when you could help make history? You know what I'm trying to say? It, Absolutely. It, it's it's the same reason why I never left Danbury, really, because, you know, I've had opportunities to possibly go elsewhere, especially with boxing, do different things. But I want to build a culture here, you know, and uh, but the hockey community, man, I love it. I, and I'm I, I it, it's like I never left in a way like just mm -hmm. the love we're getting. It's like, wow, it's like I feel like, you know, I, I'm back like putting on a hundred pounds of equipment and going out there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's super cool, man. And uh, yeah, like I said, I, and, and you kind of hit it on the head. Hockey is a sport. You have to get someone to an actual game. Once they see the game oh, live, yeah. you'll it's, never it's lose lights them. Out it's them. not, you'll the never, nope. you're never going to lose them. You have to get them to the game. For some reason, hockey can't translate on TV. I don't know why. But unless you're a true fan or someone who knows the game like you guys or myself, people like, I can't see the puck. I can't see that. Like, for some reason, it doesn't it's hard translate. To follow. But when you go to the game, like I miss, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but I remember when Fox used to have the puck tracker um, back the in the glowing, 90s. The, the yellow the, orb around the oh, puck. Oh, man, yeah. they got to bring that back. That was it. Uh, they have to bring the globes, the glow puck back. That was the best. But. Yeah, I mean, um, and that's what like we we have another professional team out of Danbury now, the Hat Tricks. Um, yeah, they play they play in a league that's probably a quarter of a step below what we were playing in, but it's good hockey. And like I said, I t I tell these kids at the gym, you know, um, some of them are like inner city kids that probably aren't really into hockey. And I tell them like, look, we'll go to the games, and they'll get hooked. I'm telling you, you got to get them there. And once you get them there, they're hooked, and and that's it. Yeah, and, and before I know Patrick's got a question lined up, but before we jump into that, that the Hat Tricks actually play for the NAHL, which down here we have the. This is what's crazy about Texas. You were talking about it, you know, not even having an arena in Danbury. You know, when the Stars moved here in 1993 from Minnesota, we had nothing. Yeah. Now we've got the Lone Star Brahmas in like North Richland Hills, and Texas is obviously gigantic. So yeah. I can, you know, probably pop off at least three or four NAHL teams that are in that same league as the Hat Tricks. But mm -hmm. no, what I wanted to kind of like focus on with you and i think why you guys were so successful at that time and why i think so many people ask if you're coming back to the sport in any kind of ownership capacity is because you brought a different edge to the game and and we like to talk about kind of like the underdogs minor league games are so much fun to go to 
Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I was very fortunate to go to the Stars preseason game uh, last night. We're recording this on a Thursday. It's just not the same feeling as having a weird jersey on. You brought John Cena to a Danbury Trashers game. As the WWE championship, uh, or champion, might I add, that's no small feat. No matter what connections you have, like, that's a big deal in any league. And so I think it's crazy because, like, that's why people get so excited about asking you that question because they see you, especially now with the business side and with boxing, and you understand so well how to promote. That's why people are so intrigued by the fact that you and your dad have the opportunity at one time in the future to maybe help run or own another franchise in some kind of capacity. But that's why I, that's why if people haven't seen the documentary, you have to go watch it because yeah. you did something that people were not doing and still struggle with on a professional level. And yeah. you were 17 and it wasn't like you were just doing it. You did it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know what it is too, and and you know I like I said I I really appreciate all the credit, and obviously it wasn't just me. We had a great team in, as a mm -hmm. whole, but you know I think in sports, especially minor league sports, like people complicate it. Like at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Like people want to be entertained right. too. You know, like don't get me wrong. You know the stuff we were doing, it wouldn't have resonated as much unless we were winning as well. So we did have a good right. team. If we were doing all the stuff and the crazy stuff we were doing and we were a losing team, it wouldn't have worked, right? So mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. The, the goal is always to win. But listen, you know, you got to be realistic. Like, this is a blue-collar town. You know, you're, you're not selling tickets for $1,000 a pop. You know, people are, right. you, know, you know, people go to a few games a month. You know, that could be a, that could be a bill for them, you know? So you have to enter Absolutely. That's an investment. And, and you know, what is going to – what is going to make people pay money? You know, you, you have to think outside the box, but also don't complicate things. Like sometimes people, you know, these sports today, especially like they, they, I just see it. They complicate things so much and people just want to be entertained. And, and no matter how sophisticated technology gets and everything else, we're still human beings. And we still like the same things we liked in the nineties and the eighties. And mm -hmm. you know what? I mean, um, it might sound caveman-ish, but, you know, that's why I've always said, like, I, I can understand to a point, but fighting has a place in the game because it's something Absolutely. that separates your business from the other sports. And, I, and like, if you look at it from mm -hmm. a purely from a business point of view, okay, I have a, you know, we, we have competing businesses. What's going to make someone come to mind over yours? Well, hockey always had, hey, we can fight. You know what I mean? Now, right. look, I don't want to see, you know, even contrary to belief, I mean, we didn't want to see anyone seriously physically hurt or anything. But, you know, people right. want to see it, people watch NASCAR for the crashes, bro. You know what I mean? Like people, right. yeah. I know people yeah. that'll watch, watch it. I know people <laughs> that'll watch NASCAR races and watch these guys go around 500 times hoping at lap 499 someone's going to get into a crash. You know what I mean? Right. Like we as people, it sounds sick. But people like conflict and they like conflict coming to a head, whether it be a NASCAR crash, whether it be a fight, you drop mm -hmm. in the gloves. Um, you know, people like baseball, like hoping, you know, you, you, you know, we're, we're hoping, you know, as Yankee fans, we're hoping every time Houston Astros come, we're going to plunk them. You know what I mean? So, hey, hey, you know what? Same. And as, Rangers fans, we, yeah, we, as Rangers fans, we want <laughs> the Yankees to plunk the Astros. So please, yeah. by all means. 
Well, you know what? I, I have oh, you guys might be a little nicer. I, 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 you know, you, you, my wife is here, and you could ask her. One thing I hate is a hypocrite. You know, I can't totally get me- like I have mixed feelings on the Astros because hey, we were doing some things as the Trashers where you know we might have banged some trash cans <laughs> if we had to. So you know, it, it's not really cheating unless you get caught. So I, I, I'm kind of like on the bench with how That's I feel fair. about the Astros. Uh, uh, you know, Altuve gets under my skin, but other than that, I guess we could get over it. Well, that's because he's he's small enough to physically get under people's skin. He's a little man. So oh, how do we feel about uh, Tom Brady? Or you know, the the Patriots, you know, and, yeah. and all the scandals that they've gone through. Well, that's why I can never. That's why you know, if you go on my social medias, like most of my social media is just business stuff anyway. I'll never like comment right. because I can't be a hypocrite. Some of the things we were doing. <laughs> I mean, we make we make those guys look like Girl Scouts. You know what I mean? So I can't totally be <laughs> mad about it. No, completely fair. And Patrick, I didn't mean to take your question, but yeah, I'll kick it over to Patrick because I know he's got one lined up for you. No, that's all right. And and one point about the Astros, I think people got so mad about it because in baseball, there's a well-established like confines of the unwritten rules as to yeah. what's fair with cheating, and they stepped outside of those bounds into a more futuristic realm of cheating that's not really accepted. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. That's where the issue is. But I agree. They try right. to play it's innocent the, it's about the, it. It's yeah. the, you know, baseball and hockey are similar. It's that good old boys club thing. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. all those unwritten friggin' rules that everyone has. But you're you're right. You're right about that. If, the, if they're so important, just write them down. Why yeah. do they have to be unwritten? Yeah. Just write yeah. the rules down. Write them down. <laughs> Put them on a wall in the bathroom stall. I don't care. Put them wherever you want. Nah, yeah, man. See, I'm, I'm different. I, I'm, I'm all for <laughs> anything goes, man. I don't care about the steroids. I don't care about spider tags. Okay, I'm with you 100%. With, like, dude, do what you, Makes baseball a little more entertaining. Just, just do what you got. Everybody I mean, likes seeing home runs. Yeah, I mean, I never cared about that. I mean, do what you got to do. But, uh, yeah, ba- baseball, I'm a huge baseball fan. But it's, it's funny, like you said, what – what people decide to be upset about and don't decide to be upset about. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So bringing it back to hockey a little bit, uh, and you kind of touched on it somewhat, but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how does the reception to the team now with your basically nationally and probably internationally loved by everybody. You have old enforcers saying that, you know, this takes me back to when I was there. How does the reception to the team now that it's defunct compared to when you guys were really doing it? You know, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. Before we even stepped on the ice our first year, people hated us so bad. And that was by design. I mean, between myself and Mm -hmm. my father, I was talking so much trash. We didn't even drop the puck for our first game. And we were declaring ourselves the bad boys of hockey. We're going to do this. You know, everyone hates a cocky person. So we were going to do this. We were going to do that. And uh, people just, they hated us so bad. And then we started backing it up and they hated us even more. And it was like, um, oh my God, actually, it's funny. The other day I was talking to one of our old bus drivers, trasher bus drivers who worked at my dad's yard. Actually, he was a driver and, um, he was telling me some stories, you know, guys were getting into it with fans once and they, they hated us, you know, and um, that was by design. I mean, we wanted to create like a bad guy, like with my wrestling love, it was like a heel character, right? So we wanted like yeah. a bad guy. And listen, I mean, I, I'm a wrestling fan and people love watching the bad guy. Win, lose or draw, they want to see them at least. 
But people hated us, man, for real. And then, like, it was weird. Going into the second year, you started seeing the attitude shift slightly from, like, pure hatred to love to hate us, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like, people it's, started it's cool. to, like, it's cool. heel turn. Yeah, yeah it's cool it, to it's hate them. Yeah, it was like, we hate you, but we wouldn't mind if you guys were running our team type of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, even players. Players would reach out and be like, dude, get me over there. Like, I want to come. And and then, it, it, it's reason, you know, yeah. then everything happened. We lost the team, unfortunately. And then, um, you know, a lot of negative press at that point. But, you know, it's weird. I mean, the story won't die. I mean, here we are 2021, and it's like – it's like it's weird to think it's like folklore now, right? So it's like it's mm-hmm. it's so funny because, like you said, I mean, this technically is an international story now. So you think about the potential millions of people that might have watched this thing. There's really only a small group of people that actually experienced the team and went to the mm-hmm. games. And it's funny when I see them around town, it's like a badge of honor. Like I actually like. You know, I actually I was, was there. They're, they're calling themselves like OGs. They're like, yo, we were yeah. we were really there. And uh, it's so cool to see, man, because uh, it's the pride factor. It's just uh, it's just cool to see, like, something you had a part in creating. It, it like, just affected people in, in uh, so many different ways. Yeah, it's it's been it's been wild to watch just the journey that you guys had. And when you were talking about, like, the negative press at the time, and it's so funny because now, you know, 14, 15 years later, it's one of, if not the most talked about story in hockey right before the season gets started, which is a big mm-hmm. feat in itself. But I, I kind of want to run off of the wrestling thing because I grew up watching wrestling as well. You know, it's it's one of those things where you got to meet your heroes a little bit with The Rock and China and Triple H. And we've heard that story a million times. And I, I'm, I'm curious, do you watch it all now as an adult? I know you're super busy as it is, especially now with this going on. And do you watch any of it now? And what are your thoughts on it versus what it used to be? I go in weird waves, bro. Like what I do is it's it's super weird. Like I go in like almost like seasons. So like from like Royal yep. Rumble to like SummerSlam, I'm all in. And then once SummerSlam yep. in the summer's over, I kind of have this lull. And then once like Royal yep. Rumble season comes, I start getting back. But I'll be honest with you, when COVID happened, it was really hard for me to watch when they had like no fans and they just had like the screen. It was terrible. Friggin- it wasn't yeah, the no same. Cool yeah, I mean, it was super weird to see. I give them credit. They kept trying, but um, mm-hmm. it, it kind of, I'll be honest with you, I kind of fell off a little, but I always like, dude, I'm always going on websites to kind of keep myself, because I know I'm going to jump right back in, so at least I'm in like, yep. you know, I, I hop on like WrestleZone.com or whatever I go on, and yep. like, I'm always like, I'm always like, I'm always in the mix, but, uh, you know, I know they got Who's like the that. next big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm always, cause I know I'm going to jump back in. So at least I'm a little prepared, but, um, you know, wrestling, I think the reason they do such a good job seriously is it's like one of those things where it's like catching a movie midway through, but you can catch up kind of quickly. You know what I mean? Like they, they, Absolutely. they do a good job of recapping things and. I know they got that new uh, organization. What is it? AEW or something like AEW. that now. And it's it's man. They're it's starting phenomenal. to catch. They're starting to catch some steam. So I think that's. Well, I'm gonna tell you two things. First of all, that's good for the business because now there's Absolutely. some competition. But I think Vince McMahon has something to do with AEW. I don't know exactly what, but I think he's a. I think he's the mastermind behind this whole thing. But we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, no, I think you're completely right because there's been reports where he's like letting guys go from the WWE franchise and he's like, go sign over there. 
Yeah. Because competition creates greatness. Yeah. And so it's, I mean, I, I get it. Have you been in this process and maybe just overall, have you ever had to like, or have you been starstruck? And then this is outside of like the, the meetup, you know, where you had the wrestlers at your birthday, like in the time when you became essentially the, the runner of the trashers, was there a time where you were like, Oh my God, like, I just met this guy. For, I never thought I'd, have, I'd ever have this chance. And then you're sitting there talking to them. During my time with the team or, or after? Uh, during your time. Let's go during your time with the team. And then most recently, obviously, with everything going on. I would say during my time, meeting John Cena was pretty big at the time. Because he was like, yeah. um, when he came to the game, it was like a month before WrestleMania that year. And he was like oh, one wow. of the, you know, I mean, he was... He had this big feud with JBL and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it was weird just seeing him in person. And, and dude, what a humble guy, like super cool guy, you know, signed every autograph for everybody, pictures. He dropped the puck. Mm-hmm. He did like in between the first and second period, he did like, um, I didn't even know they set it up for him. He did like this promotion thing. He was like running a, um, we, we picked like three people from the stands and they had like a freestyle battle. It was super random. And uh, <laughs> just like such a like such a good sport about it, you know. And um, but then after you know, like recently, it's been super crazy. Like just people reaching out. About, it's I don't get starstruck, you know. And, and obviously, there's the story with Drake, obviously, which was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but being from the Northeast, a rapper, Fabulous, you know, two weeks ago, yes, I mean, he, he um. He re- he did a performance in Connecticut and he reached out and I was able to get him a jersey and he performed in the Trasher jersey. For me, oh, that was that was kind of weird because if if you look at the great fashion sense I had back in the doc, I copied everything <laughs> Fabulous was doing. So when I when when I had the opportunity to to get him in a jersey, it was like that was that you was pushing fashion. it for me. I, I almost yeah. fanboyed out a little with that one, but that that was big That's for fair. me. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad because I think we're all around the same age, or at least Jason and I are. Tall tees were definitely a thing for us in high school too. So oh, don't feel you. bad. Thank you. When I, I saw that, that. I kind of had to like, I quivered a little bit. The, the shorts yeah. below the knee. Yeah, no, I, I quivered I pretty hard. I appreciate and I was that. Like, Damn. I appreciate that because I've been at the gym with the young kids. I've been getting roasted on a daily basis. But I try to I try to explain no, them. Like it's different. It was different back then. So you know, thank you for understanding. I, I appreciate that. Yep, absolutely. What's up, water hockey fans? It is that time of year. We have been waiting all summer long, and hockey is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just one dollar on any hockey game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a missile one-timer or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. And don't worry, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, if you want to uh, have a little more on the line when you're watching that opening night hockey game, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and, and enter promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 
or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And now, back to the interview with AJ Galante. Is, uh, is there anything that you, you felt like was, was cut from the documentary or just didn't get addressed that you kind of wish you, it would have? So the producers of the documentary, the Way Brothers, they produced all, you know, the whole, they produced all five episodes of Untold. And, right. um, you know, Malice in the Palace, Caitlyn Jenner, Chris, they did all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were the longest doc out of all five of them. And they were pleading with yep. Netflix to make it even longer because they had so much other stuff they wanted to get into. But unfortunately, you know, there's only so much you could, you know, there's only so many players you could talk to. There's only so many. So, no, I don't think um, there was anything particular that, that was cut. Um, I do know they spoke to a few other players. I wish we could have gotten, like, their, you know, them in it, obviously. But, you know, like you said with a doc, you know, there's only so much time, only so many characters you could really have in there. And, uh, you know, but you never know where the future, you know, never know where the future holds with it. Yeah, no, I, I, man, I would have killed for like another, at least another hour, at least another. If they would have yeah, thrown that Creed, same. the Creed inspirational video in there that you made or whoever made <laughs> oh, it yeah, with yeah, Creed yeah. playing in the background, I love Creed. Again, like I said, we're probably around the same age range. Yeah. So, man, I got to meet Scott Stapp once, and and it was a beautiful time for me. But yeah, I. I I, that made me want to go up and skate that moment. Like, don't put my sacrifice on and not expect me <laughs> not to get hyped, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what was it like the day you were told that Netflix wanted to produce this documentary? Really weird, man. It was like it was like a week after Thanksgiving in 2018. It was towards the end of the year in 2018. And, and McLean Way, one of the Way brothers, the producer, he kept emailing me. I don't know how he got my email. I think he emailed my gym and he's asking for me. He wants to talk to me. And you got to understand from 2006 to the present, I've had every Tom, Dick and Harry want to do a movie, want to do a book, want to do it. And it, it all, first of all, I got tired of telling the same stories, to be honest with you. And second of all, I'm like, nothing's really going to come of this at this point anyway. But this guy was persistent. He kept pressing me, pressing me, pressing me. So finally I said, you know what? Let me give him the respect of a phone call at least. And I mean, we're, I talked to him earlier today. Like we become friends. I mean, he's a few years younger than me. And uh, I, I called him That's and awesome. uh, he pitched the whole thing to me in like 90 seconds. He's like, listen, he goes, Netflix contracted me and my brother to produce these five docs. He, he said, I got malice. I got Caitlyn J. He's rattling off all these big name stories and big names. And he's like, we need mm-hmm. the trashers. And I'm just like, how the hell does the Danbury trashers fit in with these other four <laughs> stories, right? One of these is not like the other. No. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm thinking to myself, like, this guy's out of his mind. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And he goes, no. He goes, trust me. If you let us do it, he goes, I'm telling you, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to knock it out of the park. I'm telling you. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I'll think about it. So. He kept pressing me. So finally, I took it to my dad. And I'm like, Dad, this guy he wants it. So we talked about it. And my dad actually called him. And he liked him right away. And me and my dad thought about it. And we're like, you know what? Why not? You know, since my dad's been home, we never kind of like put the story to bed. And like, we're mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe this is a cool thing for our legacy to do this. And, you know, we they started, you know, we came up with a deal. And, and they started filming August of 2019. It's a little over two years ago, or 
geez, over two years ago now. And um, super humble guys, really cool. Um, you know, I express my concerns over certain parts of the story. You know, we, I said, listen, I know you guys have a job to do. It's a documentary, I said, but, you know, keep me in the loop at least. You know what I mean? Like, and I, right. I thought they were fair. I think they had a, they were very balanced. I don't think they were leaning one way over mm-hmm. the other. And, um, you know, you, unfortunately, you can't tell the story of the trashers without some of the other stuff that's involved. So, you know, I totally, mm-hmm. we understood it, but they, they were true to their word. They didn't really, they didn't embellish anything. They didn't sensationalize anything. And honestly, for a documentary, I'm telling people, it's like 98% accurate, you know, and I was, you know, I was surprised because I know with documentaries, sometimes they like embellish, but I think that makes the story even crazier because it was all so true, which is insane. Yeah, that it didn't need to be embellished no. as it currently stands. It's it's crazy enough on its own. That's what was so beautiful about it, too. Like, we're talking about the balance between it. Like, we're sitting here talking about the trashers. Like, obviously, like you said, there were some things that went on around it. And again, if you haven't seen the documentary, go check it out because I don't want to give too much away. But we're sitting here talking about the hockey team and we're talking to you because it was like you uh and and the the equipment manager and the pranks that you guys played on the teams and and you know the line of did you check the kids and he's like hell yeah i checked those kids and like the fact that he pulled the rick or what was it the rick james cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug like yep. people will talk about that for forever he's as it goes a, down he's such a nut job i was talking to him yesterday <laughs> he's still around here so when we when the doc first came out you know everyone's you know watching it wherever you know what i mean and whenever And it was almost like he was watching the documentary the same time I was. Because the minute he said that line, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug, I started, first of all, I started pissing myself laughing. But he, like, (laughs) immediately I got a call from him. And I pick it up. And and he's like, oh, I didn't say that. I said, what? I said, I just watched you say it. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) clearly did. He goes, no, no. He was trying to, like, he was trying to explain, like, he didn't mean it like that. I was like, well, what did you mean, Tommy? Like, what, what, what? He goes, no, no, I I don't do coke. And I'm like, all right, bro. Like, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, it was just like, but it was so funny. He, um, he's a man. And again, I mean, that's him, man. That's not an act. That's Tommy. Well, that was so funny, and, and it's so funny, too, because I will never forget the the fright that I felt one night when I fell asleep watching something else on Netflix. And you know when, it, like, if you're on the menu screen and it's, like, the main selection, it takes up the whole screen. I woke up to his face staring at me, and I shook. I was so scared because it was just, like, that blank stare with the glasses, and he was, you know, the, the bald face, and they got him sweating, and I'm like, this what is how fa- I go. What a face! Like, <laughs> yeah, that that's that is scary, yeah. man. That's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh, it was something else. And at first, I didn't want to watch it because I was like, "No, I'm going to have nightmares after I watch it when he comes <laughs> up on the screen." But I'm glad I did, obviously. So, uh, but yeah, I want to kick it over to Jason. Jason is a is a a one trooper on this on this recording. We'll we'll go into it after, but a one troop. In the story, you know, you talked about Mighty Ducks kind of being the big inspiration for getting into hockey. Um, what are your other like go-to hockey movies right now? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. This past summer, you know, with my wife and, and our nieces and nephews, her sister's kids, Netflix came out with the Mighty Duck series, I think, right? So they have like, right, the, right. I, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. So when I saw, it's funny because these kids, you know, they range from like four years old to 15. So they don't know like the real Mighty Ducks. 
So when this came up, they're like, oh, what's the Mighty Ducks? And it was weird to me because I'm starting to feel old. I'm like, the Mighty Ducks, like, you know, it's a huge movie back in my day, right? Yeah. So so they wanted to watch the series. And, and I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible, right? I was like, this is going to be so corny. I got to tell you, seriously, I don't know if I was just in a good mood, but I actually liked the series. It was kind of cool. It was uh, not bad. It, it no, really was good. It pretty, yeah. It, pretty it was cool. And, and actually... We talked about being starstruck. I wouldn't say I was starstruck, but Lester Averman from the Mighty Ducks hit me up on Instagram a few weeks ago. What? Uh, yeah, Lester Averman. And uh, guy, his real name is Matt. Real cool <laughs> dude. And I'm like, I can't. Why am I talking to Lester Averman right now? You know what I mean? It was super. It was like, I was like, what the hell is going on? But uh, yeah, because he was in the series too. And uh, But yeah, go to hockey movies. You know, it's so weird for as much as I, I love hockey and loved it back then. I mean, it was like Mighty Ducks 1, 2. Now, here's a here's something funny that people don't believe me. And, and listen, you could believe me, not believe me. I never in its entirety watched the whole movie Slapshot. Never. Okay, I will say this much, and, I, and this is this is going to rub some people the wrong way, and I'm okay with that. Because this is going to be a popular podcast. This is probably going to be one of our top episodes Slapshot is a fun movie if you're a hockey fan, but I feel it's like one of those where you it's a rite of passage. As a movie, it is not a good movie. So so here's the thing. Everyone assumes that I was a big Slapshot fan and I try to copy uh what are they called? The Chiefs or whatever. They I'm yeah, telling yeah, you right Chiefs. now, I'm telling you, honest to God, I, I'm telling you right now, I never watched that movie the whole way through. I couldn't tell you really the plot, nothing. And people assumed like, oh, it's like the real life slap shot. I'm like, that's great, but I never watched the damn thing, so I have no idea whether it is or isn't. <laughs> no, it's it, I like I said, it is it is in the lore of of hockey. It yeah, of course, of the, the biggest and thing, and and I love the the characters in it and everything around it. But as like, if you're sitting down, you're like, you know, I just want to watch a movie to to remiss and nostalgic. It's not that's not my go to like for guys like us our age. It's Mighty Ducks every time. Yeah, it was Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And honestly, for Christmas, I'd get all the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em VHS tapes back in the day. Yes. I would watch all those. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I guess I guess something somewhat recent is, you know, I like the movie Miracle, too. But it, it's always going to start and end yeah. with Mighty Ducks for me. Absolutely. Facts. Obviously, before we wrap things up. You know, like we've we've already we've already come to the conclusion that we're in the same age range. We do have a bit of a gripe with you uh, because I know you're a Devils fan. That's and right. And there is yeah. a banner. There's a banner hanging behind me for the 1999 Stanley Cup championship that the Stars won. And it just so happens that you guys got in the way in the 2000 Stanley Cup finals. That's right. And Jason Arnott. Martin Brodeur was, yeah. Uh, and then we ended up getting Jason Arnott in yep. the stars. Not was it too long after that? What, what was it like growing up in New Jersey? Like, obviously like we have, we've already said it. We sound like a broken record. The mighty ducks inspired you to love the game. What was it like growing up as a devil's fan? Like, what was that like in, in new, in the, in the Danbury area? So again, you know, where I'm from, we're about an hour north of New York City, right? So really, mm -hmm. you know, we weren't a hockey hotbed, but the first, so whenever Mighty Ducks 1 came out, I saw it. I ended up liking hockey. My dad got tickets to a New Jersey Devil game. I think it was 93. It was the Devils against Pittsburgh Penguins. I'll never forget it, at the Meadowlands. Had my dad got tickets to a Ranger or Islander game, my first game, I probably would have been a Ranger or Islander fan. But, you know, I was a Devils fan just because that was my first game. And, uh, yeah. Dude, I remember walking in like the first time 
you know, I remember we bought a program. We walked down to our seats and, you know, that chill from an ice arena. And, dude, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. And, and I remember, seriously, like Scott Stevens was a god to me growing up. And I remember that game I yeah. went to. He, I don't know who he laid out, but, you know, one of those vintage Scott Stevens hits, that was it for me. I mean, it was hockey all day, every day. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I got in with the Devils at the right time because, um, you know, we won in, what was it, 96, 95, 96 season. We beat Detroit. Mm-hmm. So I went. So we beat Dallas when, in Dallas to win the Cup, I remember. Yeah. The the I game before too. the game before was in Jersey that triple overtime game where the the Stars won. I was at that game. Yep. So I think oh it was my I God. don't. That's I, was it. Madonna who scored it. I think Madonna. Someone scored in triple overtime I think for so. Dallas. And um, I think so. It yeah, was one I of think the, that year was. It was it was it was a triple overtime game. Whatever. I don't know what did we win in six or seven game, or what is it? We won game six against you guys. I think. Anyway, I but think the game it was of, six. Yeah, but in the yeah. So game five in Jersey, I was there triple overtime, and it was like one thirty in the morning. I think it was Mike Madonna, honestly. Someone on doubt, and I was, was I was so pissed. Uh, I was at that game, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was dude, it was amazing. And then two thousand three, I was at game seven when we beat the Ducks when Mike Rupp scored the clinching goal, and uh, I, I've Danbury been to Trusher so many legend. Devils games, it's insane. But. Uh, Honestly, they weren't the most exciting team. They played that trap defense. They were really boring. Mm-hmm. If they got like one goal, that was it. They just locked you down on defense. That was it. You know, you couldn't. It, uh, I mean, Marty Brodeur at the time was like a cheat code. I mean, uh, I mean, but it was. I got to be honest. As much as I love the Devils, they weren't the most inspiring team to root for because they they won, but it wasn't the most exciting because they were just that trap defense they played. It was uh, it was insane. It's funny you say that because I'm looking at like the scores from that Stanley Cup uh, finals, and it was it was seven to three in the favor of the Devils in the first game. Yeah, and it was a, a a very uncharacteristic game, and then neither team scored more than three for the rest of the series. The Devils were like the San Antonio Spurs in their prime; just they were winning. That is you a did, perfect analogy. The San Antonio Spurs, you know Tim Duncan, right? Like the most boring, greatest player ever, right? <laughs> Like that was the de- like the Devils were like the greatest boring team of all time and uh, but hey oh, that's, that's my fantastic. squad and and I, I stick with them because they weren't exciting the Spurs no I mean, the Spurs, they, were, they, the Spurs. they just they were never exciting no yeah. and even and, uh, Parker and, Ginobili and, no they just yeah, but Duncan, they always man. they always won and it was just like they they played defense and mm-hmm. that Bruce Bowen and it was a boring game of basketball but they were always gonna win and that's how the Devils were always. Speaking hmm. of Devils, obviously we have a couple more questions before we wrap things up as far as like the Devils go and, and, and the current state of the Devils. So I'm going to kick it over to Jason because he's got that one on wrap and we'll finish it up here in a little bit. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking about the Devils this season? What are we looking at? Well, you know, I feel like I could finally have an opinion again because after 06 when we lost the team, I stopped watching hockey basically up until like three years ago. I started getting my spark back and stuff. We're definitely rebuilding now. I mean, they got a nice little young core. Um, you know, Jack Hughes is looking good. Uh, they, they just picked up his brother, I think first round this past year. So yeah, they got, um, they got a, they, who that, who's that defenseman they picked up in free agency? Uh, ah, damn it. They got, they got, they, I know they got Nico, Nico Hersher is Nico's good pieces, but he gets hurt a lot. He's a little fragile. We'll see how he does this year. He's a little, that's fair. 
I don't want to call him soft yet, but he's a little fragile. But they got a they got a good little young core right now. So I mean, I, I don't think they're gonna make any crazy noise this year, but they just gotta keep building. I'm trying to think who they picked up in Oh, are you talking about Tartar? No, yeah. Doug Hamilton, Doug, the Hamilton yeah. kid. Doug Dougie Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, Dougie Dougie, Hamilton. Yeah, they yeah. did. Man, you know what? Now that I'm I'm looking at their roster, they actually have a couple of guys. PK Supan is due for a, a decent season. PK um, Subban, the... yeah, and PK Subban slid in my DMs the other day. He wants a trasher jersey, so I gotta get him one. <laughs> See, I love that, we, and we I have love some that strong PK Subban opinions on this on, podcast. On the ice, <laughs> on the ice, I hate that. On the ice, I hate that man. Off the ice, he's one of the best ambassadors for the sport. So yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, that. obviously, I don't think he's in his prime anymore. I mean, he had some good. I mean, I, right. I started researching. You know, when I was out of the game, really. I mean, he had some good years, but uh. You know, he's one of those guys that good or bad, you just notice when he's on the ice. I mean, it's it's he's always it's not always pretty, but you notice when he's out there, you know what I mean? So uh but really cool guy. Like I, I spoke with him, really cool guy, and uh you know, uh you know so I, I won't trade him on NHL twenty two this year. I I'll keep him on the <laughs> There you go. Now. There you go. Um we're a big uh, I mean you could tell by Fink's uh background there, we're big jersey talker. You know, yeah. we, like to, we like to talk a lot about jerseys. What's your favorite jersey jersey, if you will? Outside of the trashers. You can't go homer on this one, even though it's beautiful. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The old school Yarmir Yager Pittsburgh Penguin jersey, the, the Mario Lemieux one. I, nice. I don't know. Something about that penguin, man. I, I like that penguin. Um, I like, uh, God, what else jerseys that I, I used to like? I used to like the Flyers jerseys. I mean, you know, I'm I'm an old head now, so I'm thinking back in the '90s. Nowadays, I gotta like kind of look up who's doing what. But um, nah, man, I always like that old school Penguin. But as far as New Jersey Devils, I, I kind of like their Christmas ones where they got the green in it, the red, white, green. green. Just about I to always, ask about that. They might as well just bring those back. I mean, I those are my favorite. Um, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, um. You know, same thing. Like we said, Jersey, you know, it's kind of boring. They're not going to switch up much. So they kind of, that's their logo. That's their, that's what they're going to do. That's fair. I mean, it's, I, as much as it pains me to say, because like there is some history between the teams, it's got one of the most classic logos. You guys yeah. have been rocking it for decades now and it's not going anywhere. Yep. And it's um, funny. It's funny when I got into hockey with the devils, they were still a somewhat of a newer team in the NHL at the time. Right. Um, yeah. Now it's like, you know, they've been around. It's weird because when I first got into the Devils, I mean, they they were around, but they were still a newer team in the league. So now it's like it's it's weird to think how long they've been in existence. Yeah, it's it's kind of surreal to like think about because now it's kind of making me hurt a little bit physically because my back hurts a little bit. My shoulder starts to like crank up a little bit more because I realize like we're fans of these teams that have been around for 25 plus years. Yeah. And, I'm I've seen them all happen all of the seasons. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a it's a stern realization. But um, I want to I want to say again before I ask this last question, unless you guys have anything else for AJ before we wrap this up, because we've got the one last question that we usually ask every guest. I don't think so. We do have one other one, but you haven't been to Texas, so it's <laughs> uh, it's not applicable. Yeah, yeah. Please, everyone that's listening, because we are called Water Hockey. We are named after our our namesake is this beautiful fast food franchise called Waterburger. You may have heard of our battles with In and Out, uh, which we will always take them down no matter what, uh, <laughs> because 
But anytime you're down in Texas, we will get you hooked up with any of the Whataburger menu items, uh, as well as some spicy ketchup because we like a little kick and everything that we have down here. Uh, but Jason, do you have anything more for AJ before we send him off with this last question? No, man, this, this has been fun. I do have one. We'll, we'll keep it to the Northeast. Um, Duncan or Starbucks? Duncan. And don't say anything. My wife's okay. looking at me. She's a Starbucks girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no Starbucks. It's, I mean, all Dunkin', it's Dunkin' all day. And it's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> we don't call it Dunkin'. I, I hate this. They changed it to Dunkin'. It's Dunkin' yeah. Donuts all day. It's, it's, uh, I agree. It's sleek, it's sleek, baby, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, Dunkin' Donuts, a, a sprinkled donut and a, and a Yoo-Hoo. You're good to go. I my, love my boss is from Long yes. Island. And even down here, like, he'll he'll go find a Dunkin' Donuts around. Where, I don't even know where the closest one is, there's but one there's on a Starbucks. Works, man, that I used to yeah. Do. Like, they're not super prevalent here, but he'll go out of his way to go buy, like, the jug of yeah. Dunkin' Donuts coffee and bring it to the office yeah, when he's here. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. man, you're you're going way out of the way to find this to get your Dunkin' you could, fix. You could you could pass <laughs> gas in Texas and you get a Starbucks barista scolding you for it. That's how close they are. Uh, but okay, so uh, again, thank you so much for your time. I do have one more question. This one is kind of uh, in in the realm of film and documentaries, but um, we've asked it of, of pretty much every guest that we've had. So. Obviously, the documentary has blown up. The popularity is unparalleled. Someone comes to you and says, AJ, we're making a movie about the Trashers, but we need your input on who plays you as a 17-year-old AJ. Who is the first person that comes to mind? And it could be a serious answer, or you could be like, I just want to see this guy try and play me. Who plays AJ Glanton and in the the Danbury Trashers movie by Disney or who have you? You ready for this one? And for, try to think about I'm, it on a, def, a a bunch of different layers. Why? Without okay. a doubt, Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is the hockey aspect, so he's gonna know he how to skate. He looks like he's seventeen years old. First of all. Okay. Oh, yeah, and I think he's 62 now. So. Yeah, so he has no facial hair. He can't really grow. I didn't have facial hair. I was a kid at the time that people hated so bad, but you weren't sure if you hated him, but you hated him. Justin Bieber, listen, he he's the guy. He I wasn't like I was a little skinny back then. He's skinny. He's got the all you got to do is remove the tattoos, you dye his hair. Yeah. I think you got it. I think I'm telling you, I think you got it. I like it. His his hairline is gonna have to do some bench presses to get on the same level as yours. The strength oh, is unparalleled. That, I, I, I this is the funniest thing too. I've said it every time we've talked about you in the documentary. I was like, that dude has the same exact hairline at his age now that he had in the documentary. And it's like gravity's like has no hold on it. It's just solid. If you need like the, LeBron needs some tips. I'm questioning if the Earth really is flat because of how smooth the hairline is. So I'm I'm saying like I'm gonna let my barber know that he's gonna be very happy. I'm gonna let him know about that. Yeah, you know what? The Danbury Trashers documentary might have him blown up. Be like, hey, you want hair like AJ's? Come see my guy. And there you go. The partner, the partnership is there. So, oh, but man. AJ, all thank about, you again. All about the marketing. Yeah, it's all about That's the marketing. Right. Hey, <laughs> it's a business first, baby. Uh, AJ, thank you again so much for your time. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with us and with everybody on Netflix. Uh, tell tell your dad thank you for for allowing him to or for allowing Netflix to come in and share everything. 
and, and thank you what you're doing for the sport of hockey because it's bringing a lot of eyes that may or may not have really ever ever looked upon it. So thank That's you for your great, time. Man. And if thank you have you. anything you want to say to the, the people down here in Texas, like the open mic, it, it's all yours. Go I mean, Yankees. Like 100 people uh, here. So let's yeah. go. Go oh, Yankees. Okay, I might cut that. Patrick, can we edit that out? <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. Go Yankees, man. That's no, that's it. fair. Well, guys, thank you so much for, again, for, for tuning in, for listening. Uh, thank you again for AJ, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely catch you on the next one. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. As you guys heard, we were super grateful to have AJ join us. Uh, he was nothing but amazing from the time that we started chatting with him roughly two and a half, three weeks ago to when he jumped on and did that interview with us. So we cannot be more indebted to him and his time that he gave us. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. I don't know about you guys, but for me, that was, uh, that was the closest I've been to starstruck. And we've had some pretty amazing guests on the show so far, but it was kind of wild to watch that documentary and then just tell us, you know, in the group chat, we got to get that guy on. And there it was, we made it work and we got to talk to AJ Galante and, Hopefully we'll get to take him out for some barbecue when he's down in I Texas. I mean, he he responded to our DM pretty quickly. He did, and like it was the dude was nice and super like super nice and like DMs and emails and everything back and forth. He was super accommodating. Yeah, trying to schedule him was challenging, but each time he was like, "Man, let's try next week. Let's try next week." Mm-hmm. Like he could have easily just brushed us off and. Said, no, nah, I got too much going on, but he gave us a solid hour of his time and got to say, one of the nicest dudes I've, I've ever met. Yeah. In any context, not in just any, in the context yeah. of our show, but just in general. He's a A1, A1 dude for sure. He's a, he's a big dub, I guess we can call. We can start repping the W, so it's, he's a big dub. Uh, yeah. And shout out to you guys because you guys really took charge on that uh, as far as reaching out to him and, and asking if he wanted to be on the show. Uh, once you guys were on board with it, you guys ran with it and you guys killed it. So, uh, you know, stick taps and snaps all around. I love my little stick. So k- killed it this week. But, uh, you know, obviously at this point, if you're still listening, you're probably wondering, what what do you guys have left for me? Uh, nothing. Uh, we got nothing left. Really don't. This, this was a huge episode for us. We were so happy to get it out to you guys so quickly. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Patrick and then we're just going to call this one a wrap for the week. We'll see uh, anybody that wants to see us at the game this evening. This evening, yeah. yeah. We'll be in some level of water hockey garb. It's true. And let's be honest. Should we, should we coordinate our outfits? I mean, we can. I'm going to wear the hat. That's for sure. I may or may not oh. wear the mooderous almighty. All hail. Oh, yes. No, well, you're going to wear the mooderous. That's fine. That's you're going to wear it. I don't know. I'm really having a rough time deciding between the water hockey jersey, the sweatshirt, or... The motorists. Mm. Well, I call dibs on the, the sweatshirt. Okay. okay. I call dibs on the hat. So, Jason, by all means. Just the shirt? Go nuts. Whatever you Whatever want. You want. Whatever you want, okay. baby. It's your world. All right. Maybe <laughs> maybe if you uh, come up to us. a surprise. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Maybe if you come up to us and recognize us, then uh, we'll have a sticker for you. You know what? Yeah, I'll yeah, take some decals. We'll, we'll... Oh, oh, by the way, we have new decals. We didn't even talk we do. about we that. Have... Sick new decals. So here they are. Now, you right know here. what? If you're still listening, you let us know that you heard this at the game, and we've got the free decals for you. Good work, yes. Pumpernickel. 
pumpernickel. And if you get that call back, then you're a true French fry. You are yes. a true French fry, repping the dub since day one. Uh, but yeah, and this goes. This is probably going to be an evergreen episode. So any game you see us at, like I said on our yeah. Twitter, we'll let you know if any one of us is going. Feel free to say what's up. We want to say hello to you. We want to meet the fans. We want to say thank you in person for all the support that you've given us. So we're very approachable. You know, we're very approachable. We're very friendly. You have to wear the masks in the concord of the AAC, like around the arena. But when you're at your seat, they're a little more lenient, I learned, when I went to the game this past uh, last Tuesday. So that being said, say hi to us. Let's take a picture together. You know, we'll follow you on social medias if you want to. We'll, we'll be friends. We'll even tag uh, you in the social media post. We'll tag you in the social media Absolutely. post. Absolutely. You'll become an all-star of the French Fry gang, repping the dub. So, <laughs> uh, But let's call this one a wrap because this one has, like I said, been easily one of the most amazing episodes we've done. Uh, but, you know, we can't ever forget to let the French Fries know how to take themselves into the weekend. Patrick, let them know. Stay sassy. It's Ooh, that easy. Crisp like the bacon. Dude, no, wait, I'm a chewy bacon kind of guy. Not Ooh, chewy, that might be like... that might be a whole episode in itself. We'll mm. we'll we'll circle back. So <laughs> you like moist are you saying you like moist bacon? Yes, uh, you know, so stay moist. <laughs> Zabadabadoo. Uh and <laughs> don't ever for any reason, even if your father buys you a hockey team, forget your karma tattoos. <laughs> 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 Love you, AJ. Yeah, the hairline. Yeah.